oxygen. And, uh, and we're talking about you've got to have living faith. It's not just any faith. You've got to have living faith. And, and so I've been starting out this, this series with a few uh, uh, leading uh, scriptures that I want to start out today. In Matthew, or Mark chapter 11, verse 22, uh, Jesus said to them, he said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. And so he, he's saying that this isn't an option. This is something that we need to have in order to live out our life here on this earth, that we've got to have faith in God. Literally, in the literal uh, text, it means, it means to have the faith of God. And I've made the statement that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And so it's not just have faith that the chair is going to be there when you sit down. And uh, it's, it's, it's having a faith that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. And, and so we need that faith. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says this. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And so we're to walk by faith and not what we see, not what we feel, not uh, the, our circumstances, but we're to walk by faith. This is, this is a, a daily walk. This is a lifestyle. Matter of fact, the next scripture that we have is Romans 1.17. It says, the just shall live by faith. Not only do we walk by faith, but we are to live our life by faith. This is a, a lifestyle. And, and as I was preparing this, uh, this whole series, uh, there were some thoughts that I have. First of all is that you've got to have faith to overcome in life. That there's going to be things that you're going to have to overcome. Every one of us face obstacles and circumstances and situations in our life that we're going to have to overcome. Uh, Rusty, he, uh, if you want to go back and listen to the message, he did our first Wednesday, uh, Sunday, which was a fabulous message on spiritual warfare. And we're, we're in a battle here on this earth. Uh, a matter of fact, one of the things that I said earlier is that I'd, I'd, I'd re- reveal to you, there's so many people that are out today that got attacked physically in their physical bodies with sickness and disease and different things like that. And that angers the dog out of me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just ticks me off because I know that sickness and disease is not of God. And so therefore, if it's not of God, then where is it from? It's from the devil, right? And, and so, uh, so we've got to have faith to address the various things that we, we go through in life. We've got to have faith. We've got to have faith to obtain the promises of God. The things that God has promised for us that he says are ours and we've got to have faith. And then we've got to have faith to obey God. Just It simply takes faith. Abraham, by faith, obeyed. And so it literally takes, uh, it literally takes faith to, to walk in obedience to God. And so faith is not something that, that we could do without. And I heard a statistic the other day that was kind of staggering in that 50% of people don't read their Bible, Christians don't read their Bible on a regular basis. And, you know, faith comes by hearing, by hearing the Word of God. That we need to hear the Word. Not only are we to read the Word of God, but we are also called to meditate the Word of God. Day and night, it's, it's to be a continuous thing. And meditation is, is not just thinking about it, although that is important and we need to do that. But the word meditation literally means to mutter. We're to be saying it over and over and over, speaking the word of God over our life. 
And too many times, and I've dealt with this already in the past, but if you were here, you got to hear it. If not, you can go online and, and on our website and you can listen, it, listen to it there. But uh, too many times, many people are muttering the things that they're going through. They're, they're, saying, they're, they're saying their problems. They're, they're talking about their problems. They're talking about their issues instead of talking about the promises of God and declaring the promises of God over their life. And as a result, they just add fuel to the fire rather than uh, taking the fire out of the uh, taking the fuel out of the fire that's that's happening in their life. But today, specifically, what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about having. We've got to have living faith. What do I mean by living faith? And I'm glad that you asked because you asked great questions. Uh, James chapter two verse twenty six says this. It says, "For as the body without the spirit is dead." So faith without works is dead also. So you can have dead faith. And then you can have living faith. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about having living faith. I want, I want life being produced in your life. I want, I want you to, when you go after something by faith, that, you, that it's alive, that it's producing it's not, it's like, you know, I've talked to so many people. It's like, well, I've heard that before. Well, faith, and you've heard me if you've been around here, faith doesn't come by having heard. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and by hearing. It's a continuous thing that we need uh, going on in our life. There's so much negative things out there that we need that, that, that constant input of God's word taking place in our life. So faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And so we, if we're going to, if we're going to have life faith, then we're going to have to starve all the unbelief and all the doubts that are, that's being uh, fed to us on a regular, regular basis. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about how do we have living faith? How do we have living faith? The first thing that I just want to uh, bring to you is that we need to live, live as if the word of God is true. Isn't that a radical concept? And really, when when we talk about faith without works is dead, then we need we need to have works that goes coupled with our belief. And if we believe something, then we we need to go ahead and act as if it is true. Isn't that right? And that's the works. It's believing that God's word is true. If you really believe that God is is uh, you know, whatever he says has said in his word is true, then don't you act on it? You you believe it and you believe it's true, don't you act on it? And and honestly, that's the works. And there's so many people that they give it mental agreement, they agree to it, they they say, yeah, I, I believe that, but there's no works and therefore it's dead. It's not living. They're not acting on their belief. You have to act on your belief. It's vital, vitally important. Second uh, Corinthians chapter one verse twenty says, "For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, Amen, to the glory of God through us." Now, notice that all of the promises of God, not just some, not just a few, but all of God's promises are yes in Him, and Amen in Him. And so God's promises are not no or maybe so, they're yes and amen. Aren't you glad? So if it's yes and amen, doesn't it stand to reason that that we should trust him? 
doesn't it stand to reason that we should believe that what he has said is true, that it is true and that we can act on it and we can walk in it, that we can walk in the reality of the, the promises of God to us? Remember years ago, years ago, um, for, for, for many, many years, we, we uh, did a lot of transaction through credit card and, and uh, you know, we we just use our credit card and uh, paid it 30 days uh, after, you know, when the bill came in, we paid it. And that's just how we, that's how we did it. And uh, as a church, uh, without going into a bunch of situation circumstances, uh, we had gone through some situations and, and uh, the church had incurred some, some debt. And, and so my wife and I, uh, we chose to, uh, to take uh, her full uh, income and uh, give it to the church, and we were living off of I think twenty, thirty percent, and and giving the rest to the church to try to help get it out of debt. And uh, and in the meantime, we we started using our credit card, and not paying it in the thirty days, and so we got some debt in. And and so anyway, uh, and it was short time; it wasn't a long time, but we 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 uh, had some debt, credit card debt. Well, I told my wife at the close of that, uh, I said, you know, we're going we're gonna to pay this off, and then uh, we are cutting up all credit cards from this point on. I said, because I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a time in life where there's going to be some situations where we're going we're gonna to be tempted to use credit cards, that it's going to be so easy to go ahead and say, swipe. And, and we we determined at that point that we were not going to use credit cards for the church, for us personally, that no longer that we we would use credit cards. And um, and my wife's first initial reaction was, "No way! There's no way!" She's just freaking out. And I said, "Yeah, this is what we're going to do." I said, "We either trust God or we don't trust God." And credit card is not credit cards are not our life uh, our life source. It's not our provide, provider. God shall supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Not a credit card, not this world's financial system. God shall supply all of our needs. God should. You you would. I mean, she was freaking. Now this was many years ago. And and she she was freaking out because you know for years and years and years we used credit cards even though we paid them off thirty days it was still a, not only a convenience it was a security to know that it was there now now what we use is we use debit cards and so if it ain't in if it ain't in the account it ain't getting spent that's just how it is and, and here's the point. God is provided over and over and over. I've never, nor I mean, we made that commitment that we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be tempted. We're not. We've made the decision that we're not gonna go and uh, sign up because it's so easy to sign up for credit cards. We're not gonna sign up for a credit card. God is gonna be our supplier, not a credit card. Amen. Now I know you're being convicted because I tell you, credit card debt is horrible in our country, right? And, and so, you know, the thing, the thing that we focus on will determine what we, we uh, believe and act on. The thing that we focus on will be the very thing that we believe and act on. 
And, and I love, I love Romans uh, chapter four, the story of Abraham. God, he promised Abraham, he promised him to be the father of nations. Yet he was he was elderly. His his wife was old, and she was barren. On top of that, and it says, and Abraham, not being weak in faith, did not consider his own body. How many times we are considering the wrong thing? We're we're, we're considering what our circumstances are telling us. We're considering. Uh, you know, our problem, our situation. But it says Abraham, not being weak in faith, did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, praising God for who he is. And it goes on being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to. To perform, we've got to be fully convinced. Another translation says, being fully persuaded that what God has promised, He's also able to perform. If we're not convinced of it, then we're not going to be acting on it. We've got to act that the word, we got to, we got to live our lives as if God's word is, it is true. We'll never see the we'll never see the word of God. You, I say this all the time. The word will work if you work the word. But if you don't work the word, you're never going to see the word work on your behalf. So we've got to work the word. We've got to act as if it is true. We got to live as if it it is true. And as we, as we do that, then we'll see the promises of God fulfilled in and through our life. And so that's that's the first area in living. Living our life, having living faith. The second thing I want to share with you is that we need to live as if we have the answer now. So when we pray, we need to we need to believe that we have the answer now, not someday. That we get it now. Uh, Mark eleven. Many of you know Mark eleven, verse twenty two through twenty four. It says Jesus answered and said to them, "Have faith in God, for surely I say to you." Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, and he'll have whatever he says. Now, we talked about the importance of your words, the things that you say. And I won't go on any more in that, but look at verse 24. It says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them, and you will have them. When do you believe that you receive them? When you ask. And when you pray. That's when you believe that you receive them. So the moment you pray is when you believe that you receive them. That's when you, we had a, a guest speaker uh, last last week. And uh, and before we have any speakers in, uh, one one of the things that we'll do is we'll just go online and and we'll we'll uh, book the hotel online. And when that uh, hotel is booked, they give you a confirmation number. That confirmation number is declaring to you that this is paid, that you've got a room set aside. You go in with that confirmation number, and it declares that it's already yours. Right? You know that your faith is your confirmation number of whatever it is that you've asked God for. 
your faith says this is yours, it's already yours, even though you may not have it in hand, it's still yours. Let me, let me read to you something out of Hebrews 11, 1 out of the Amplified Bible. It says, now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of the things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence, proof of things not seen, the conviction of the reality, faith comprehends perceiving as real fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. I love that. And so when we pray, then we have confirmation that it's ours. The word declares it's ours. And so it becomes ours. And so I didn't question whether that room was going to be there for our speaker or not. A matter of fact, uh, some of you know the story. I was, I was out of town that day. I was gone to a funeral, and our car broke down. Two hours and 45 minutes away, our car broke down. And so we was like, oh, my gosh, you know, how are we going to get back? And, of course, we caught a ride, and, and uh, Alicia was behind us, and we caught a ride with her and, and got back and, and uh, got back before the speaker was going to be here and speaking on, on Saturday night. And, uh, and so, but we didn't question whether his room was going to be his there or not because we already had the confirmation that it was. Do you know that God's word is your confirmation? That it is yours? That all of the promises of God are yes and amen? Why do we doubt it? Why do we question it? When God said it, it's true. We have the answer now. So when we pray and we align our belief up with his word, at that moment, that becomes ours. We have that confirmation. It also says it's our title deed. You know that our car was two hours and 45 minutes away, and I didn't know anybody in that city. On the way back in the back seat of uh, Leisha's car, I'm sitting there trying to find a mechanic on Saturday afternoon that would try, that would go and, and go tow it back to their shop and hopefully fix it that day. They didn't. They didn't fix it until Tuesday. But because I had the title deed of that car, never questioned whether that car was mine or not. The promises of God, your faith in God's promises is your title deed, that it is yours. So when you go to God in prayer, praying according to God's word, then at that moment, it becomes yours. Not someday, not I'm not someday going to receive it. It is yours the moment that you pray, it becomes yours. Amen. First, first John chapter five, very powerful, powerful scripture. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, how do we know God's will? We know God's will by God's word. And if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, how do we know if he hears us? When we ask according to his will. And if we're asking according to his will or we're asking according to his word. And all of the promises of God are yes and amen in him. And it says if we know that we hear him, whatever we ask, we know that we have, not will have, but we have the petitions that we have asked of him. It becomes ours the moment we ask. Title deed. Confirmation. It's yours, baby. 
Amen. I'm not one day going to be healed. I am healed. He is our provider. He is going to help us. And in, 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 in we do have the answer to whatever problem we're going through. Not someday. We have it now. It's huge. A lot of people are losing because they're, they're, they're not applying their faith. And they, they may have a, a belief, but they're not acting like they believe it. Now, that doesn't mean that you go throw your medicines away. That doesn't mean that you don't go to the doctor. That doesn't mean any of that. Nope. Medicine, doctors, are all... I mean, you do whatever you feel like God would have you do, but I, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't suggest that you do that. They're fighting, it's fighting the same devil, but you, you do whatever you, 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 you're convicted to do. But, but I'm here to tell you that God's word is, is true. You, you anchor your belief in the word of God. And you don't move off of God's word. You anchor yourself in it. Just know that you know that you know. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to have some situations. Mm. They're going to contradict God's word in your life. You're going to have some news that's going to come and it's like, that news is, is, is uh, a death sentence. Or that it's over. Or that it can't happen. And, and, and it can happen, which, which, which brings me to this third area, this third point that I want to I wanna say. You've got to live. You've got to live as if you have no limits with God. You've got, you and I have to live as we have no limits with God. Mark 11, uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is impossible but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And in uh, Luke one thirty seven, it says, For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing. I, I, I got a phone call from a, a lifelong friend of mine this week. And he says, I'm just calling you and I won't. I want you to pray with me, and and uh, he'll he'll hear this message. And I, and uh, and so he says, uh, I had a colonoscopy, and uh, it, the conclusion was is that he has cancer. But that's see, cancer's not the final say. God's word is the final say. If we'll believe it. If we'll, we'll, we'll believe that there's no limits with God. I, I know cancer has been a, a, a very powerful thing in people's lives. And I know that, I know that, uh, I know that uh, the devil has used cancer to take out many of God's people. Many lives. But I'm going to say this. Even naturally, those that are, are not believers, cancer has been overcome. With, with medicine and doctors and radiation and that type of thing, how much more can we overcome with the power of God in our lives? How much more with the word of God that's, that's powerful, the word of his power and the power of his word? How much more can we see 
whatever cancer has to offer, be, how much more can we see God's power uh, uh, work and in, 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 in be able to do in our bodies than cancer? The Word of God is powerful. I, uh, I told you we've had all kinds of situations, just different people in our church that have been going through all kinds of stuff. And, and uh, uh, Friday, uh, uh, just, uh, an, uh, just all crazy attacks. Uh, somebody that is in our church has had appendicitis, uh, had to have their appendix out. And, is, uh, and so is, that happened Friday, and it's just like, uh, just angers me. During that day, I found out that I have a close friend that lives here in town. Uh, he's a missionary, and uh, I found out that he uh, posted on Facebook that uh, basically he's going home, 66 years old. 66 years old, going home. I mean, 66 years old. That's, that's 66 years young. Amen, Rusty. 66 years young. And as soon as I found out, I called him. I said, what's going on? And I could barely understand him. And so I, I went to his house. And, uh, and then he, he's needing to go to the doctor. So I took him, took him to the doctor and then I took him back to his house. And, and he says, you know, he's tired. His face is all jacked up. They did some surgery and took a bone out of his, out of his hip, put it in his, in his, something in his face. I think he had some sinus issues and stuff. And they did that a couple of times, and I guess everything didn't go well. And so it's, his face is, he had it all bandaged up, and he's got, I mean, he's down to bones. At one time, I think he weighed 280. Like right now, I, I'm sure he's right at about probably 100 pounds. And he says, I'm, I'm, he's already prepared his family. He's already given his, uh, he has one daughter, and, and he's already, you know, given her what she was going to get, already set up his funeral, everything. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if, if, if God healed you, would you still be willing to live? He says, he says oh, yeah. He says, I'll go on a mission, Phil. I said, so I said, can we pray can we pray in agreement with God's word then? I said, I, I know that you feel like God's calling you home and that you're ready to go. But can we pray? We know that sickness and disease is not of God, right? Yeah, absolutely not. He, he's a firm believer in that. I said, can, can, if you allow me, let me pray with you. Just, just pray God's word over you. And as I was praying, you could hear him agreeing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. There was still hope. And as long as there's still hope, coupled with the word of God, that faith can still produce. God's not limited. I don't care how far somebody has gone. He can raise the dead. He can heal, he can heal any body. And when I say body, I'm talking about any body. And I'm going to go back. I told him I was going to 
be back and forth to his house and I'm going to go back and I'm just going to, every time I go, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to spend time. I wasn't trying to push my belief and I didn't. There's people, idiots out there that told him that he must have some sin in his life. I like to go find them and slap them. And by the way, every one of us have sin somewhere. Somewhere we're missing the mark. Come on. Come on. Don't you ever do that to anybody. When they're down on the ground, kick them. Oh my gosh. Don't you want to go with me? Let's go do this together. Let's go find out who it was. Slap them around a little bit. Have them, yeah. And then he had, you know, he had others that prophesied over him that you're going to live and not die. And in his mind, he's gone. And and you know, I said, I'm not going to push anything. But can can we just pray God's word over you? Oh yeah. And we'll just we'll just let God's word work. And I'm just God. I know I know that we need to couple it with our faith. We need living faith. Amen. And, and why am I telling you this story? Why am I even sharing this with you? Because you're going to be like that woman that was 12 years with the issue of blood, yeah. where she spent all that she had and she had nothing left. She had been hurt by physicians just like this man had. And, and, and yet, at some point, she didn't give up. She says, if I could only touch the hem of his gar- garment. She said it. She acted on it. She did it. And the power of God came upon her. I don't know what your hem that you need to be touching, but don't ever give up. And I know that your body's hurting or I know your, your relationship's hurting or your situation is hurting or whatever. I don't, I, you know, I know it is. I know it's so real to you that it's like the, God's word is a, it just doesn't seem real. You feed your faith. You start feeding on the word of God. You start, you start taking in God's word and you start acting on it. And watch God's word work, if you'll work God's word. And I know some of you, you've, been, you've, been ex, you've experienced so much disappointment. It's like, well, I have done that. You've got to be fully persuaded. You need to get in God's word until it becomes, if you become convinced of it, in the middle of trial and tribulation. Just become fully persuaded. Don't let anything take you off the word. If if you're being moved off the word, you're you're being persuaded otherwise. And that that doesn't need to be the persuasion. And and that woman with the issue of blood, she received her healing. Blind Barnabas. You know that you're going to have you're going to have situations that are going to try to stand between you and your answer. And he heard that Jesus was he heard Jesus was passing by and he began to say, what did he say? Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And the disciples were trying to quieten him and people were trying to quieten him. And, 
And uh, he just got, he even got louder. Have mercy on me. And he pressed in. And when Jesus said, come, he threw his garment aside. That garment was his life. It was his provision. It identified that he was a beggar. That it, it identified that he was a, a blind man that needed the help of those that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, that gave to him. And he threw it aside and he said, I don't need this anymore because I'm fixing to touch a God that has no limits. Or he's going to touch me. And I don't know what garment you need to throw aside, but you need to throw it aside, that garment that has held you in a place of, of, of bondage. And you need to reach out and you need to receive from God what it is that you, he has for you. Amen? Amen? God's good. And I've had that. I've I've been I've faced different situations where it's almost like there's no way out. No way out. God specializes in that stuff. I be, I, I just a firm believer that uh, God still works miracles. Uh, after every service, we have people up here to uh, pray for those that have a need, and and many times, many times. We see people uh, receive their answer. And I always say this, when people of faith pray for people in faith, miracles happen. And I'm here to tell you, God, he's not withholding from you. I believe with all my heart, according to the word of God, he's poised, ready to provide for you, your need, whatever it is that you're going through. Align your belief. Act on it. Act as if it's true. Believe. Live as if, if, as if God's word's true. That means in every area of your life. Why, why withhold one? My personal belief is, is if you're holding back in one area, it'll probably begin to influence other areas. He'll take care of you in every area. Live as if you have the answer now and live as if you have no limits with God. Thank God he's unlimited. We all know that he's able. People struggle with his willingness. He is willing. And he's willing to do it for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for your precious living word. Thank you.